Welcome to one more of many to come episodes of Let Me Tell You Something as myself, Lorca Mullen, and my co-host, Simon Cross, go through all the matches that Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has rated five stars or higher. And at last, and it's coming a bit earlier than I'm sure some of you expected, that higher rating comes into effect because we are reviewing from 1994, June the 3rd at the Budokan Hall. Unsurprisingly, it's all Japan wrestling, pro wrestling. It's involving Mitsuhara Masawa. It's involving Toshiaki Kawada. It's for the All Japan Triple Crown Championship. And it is the first ever match that Dave Meltzer gave. Six stars. And until very recently, it was the only match that Dave Meltzer had officially rated six stars. Simon... Were you aware? Was because it's so funny that now it's it's a sign of where we are, and and also the 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 I don't know, I don't want to say prestige, but the reputation of Dave Meltzer is much higher now. Um, had you heard of the six stars that he famously gave the Kenny Omega Kazuchika Okada match? Yes, at Wrestle Kingdom. What was your thinking on the notion of five stars? Uh, six stars. Sorry, what was your thinking of the notion? Of six stars. I, I don't like it as mm. a concept, personally. I think if if something's out of something, then if, if you've got a maximum, then you shouldn't go beyond that maximum. It is mathematically impossible for us to give 110%. <laughs> Homer at the bat. Mm. Yeah, I but, get where you're coming from. You know what I mean? It's, it's, like, it's, it's just it's like a footballing cliche, isn't it? It's yeah. like... Um. Oh, what's his name? Is it Dunstan checks in? Mm. How the the uh the posh ho- lady hotelier is like leaning on the dad mm. to get that six star, and in pursuit of mad like the six star. Admittedly, there's no orangutans in in, your, in either of these matches. Your constant sighting of Dunstan checks in is <laughs> where my <laughs> film knowledge lack leaves me lacking. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen Dunstan checks in? No, and you're. You're not bringing its case to my, you know, to the top of my to-watch list. All right, I, I'm basically going to give you... I think you I'll a... get through the rest of Dave Lynch's cat, back catalogue before I get to that. Let's make let's put it that way. Mm, put your beret away, Lorcan. Calm got, down. I think you've got a few more Spike Lee films to watch. Jesus. I think I need to be reacquainted with the work Freddy got fingered before I get my... Uh... Okay, so I'll, I'll give you... The... <laughs> <laughs> The very brief synopsis that Dunstan checks in. Um, basically, imagine Home Alone 2, but yes. it's more of a six-man tag. In terms of like, it's, it's a group of three rather than just one blonde boy. Uh, and it's two brothers and an orangutan. Mm. And the orangutan's got to avoid detection from a, uh, its evil owner. And I have better things to do with my imagination. Says the man who, for a... Um, a, a different uh, podcast series recently what had the privilege of watching uh, lesbian vampire killers or something like that. I haven't watched that yet. 
Don't you don't you judge my life? <laughs> All right, the on the buses movie. I know you. There you've we go. <laughs> Two of the three. We have yet to complete the epic trilogy. There. There were three. There were three. We're getting way off topic. Yeah, let's get back on topic because we might be talking about the greatest match of all time here, Simon. I know we're, so we're not doing our due diligence here at all. Interestingly enough, the first uh, singles match involving Toshiaki Kawada that we've been able to watch in its entirety. Yep. We did see him against Kent Kabashi, but that was only in a highlighted form. And only the third singles match involving Misawa, I want to say. There was the one where he was Tiger Mask 2 early on. Oh, we are counting that one. Kunyaki okay. Kobayashi. Well, it was Misawa. Just that was Tiger the... Mask. Yes, but it was Misawa as Tiger Mask. Nah, Tiger Mask is a real person. Kayfabe, dude. Kayfabe. Okay. What the... He literally took the mask off in a match. <laughs> He oh. broke the kayfabe. Um, so, yeah, we had that one, and we had the Jumbo Saruta making him into a star. Here he is the, here he is the one in the position of power. He's he is the, the most Jumbo of Sarutas. He's the champion. I think he's also the tag champion at this point because he'd obviously won that tag match we watched uh, from only two weeks earlier uh, with Kabashi against Kawada and Tawei. So he owns all the gold. He owns all the prize money, the the glory. He'll have won. He'll have won. You know, he's the reigning world tag league champ. I'll be curious to see if he's already the champion carnival champ. I probably was. He won a lot of them. Um, so it's weird. The heel Kawada is the one that's needing a victory so badly. He's never ever beaten Masawa in a singles match at this point. But that's sort of like. That he is Captain Ahab and Masara was his white whale. I think that's his whole arc. That's an interesting way of putting it. He definitely has like sort of the the the, the gummy teeth of a of a of a sea uh, wayfaring adventurer. <laughs> I lost these choppers in the in the Caribbean Isles in 1709 or something like that. You're saying Kawada is scurvy? Yeah, with those <laughs> teeth. Um. So, it was interesting, though, what we know of them for mostly are the tag matches. And this is a long-ass match, and they can't spend some of that time on the apron. They're going at it full bore. They can't tag out to recover when they've been had the crap kicked out of them. And, like I said, the, the, and here's one thing. like I rem- This is the closest we've come to the level of a crowd being at a constant fever pitch since that Crush Gals match in All Japan Women. Yeah. Like, they are loud from the bell. Literally, the bell rings and they lose their minds. So, again, it just kind of puts pay to that notion that people have always had about the um, the Japanese crowds being always very quiet and um, reserved. They're not reserved. They're, they're losing it from the start. Yeah. Well, yeah... You can't exactly blame them. This is like the hottest ticket in town. Right? This is what... This, this is good versus evil. This is green versus yellow. Like Those colours are synonymous with those guys. It's sort of... Well, it's, it's two men that knew each other from high school. Yeah. And who were allies together in the same cause, but then one of them, through needs to prove himself, abandoned his friend... And they became the worst of enemies. And it's interesting the character dynamic because the way 
the, the match basically takes certain forms throughout it. There are, there are strike exchanges, there's mat wrestling, which there's not a lot of, and there are extended periods of one person being uh, in control and trying to win the match whilst their other yep. opponent is in, in trouble. What's interesting with it, the base of my understanding of it, like, as they were wrestlers, is base, and we were saying, like, uh, how Masao makes everything look effortless, whereas uh, Kawada, there's so much effort visible at all times. Yeah, he adds effort. It seems like what Masao is is, like, the perfect wrestler insofar as there's a precision and an accuracy and a level-headedness to him, mm. whereas Kawada has more blunt force less tact, less elan, less style. Yeah. So it's like he hits harder, but Masawa hits with more precision. Do you get where I'm coming from? I, I do get where you're coming from. Uh, it's something like that Kawada conveys because um, early door, well, not early doors, but sort of mid, in the early portion of the match, like Misawa's basically just having, having his bell rung by mm-hmm. Kawada on a repeated basis. And, one of the kicks legit, I think, rings Masawa's bell because he does not look right for a good couple of minutes afterwards. Well, I mean, it's one of those situations where an accidental element adds to the tension and the drama because Masawa is visibly bleeding from the ear at mm. a point in the match, and that's never there are places if you Usually. Have to like like the places you yeah. least want blood to be coming out of at any point in you know. The ear any any natural hole in your yeah, body is yeah, like yeah. pretty high. On the I mean, list. there's one. There's one I would definitely rather it. I'd choose the ear over. Uh, yeah. there's two actually. To be fair, um, but the ear is definitely up there on places that like. If someone's bleeding from the ear in a movie, that's never a good sign. No, it's like when someone's coughing into a handkerchief. That's never a good sign. No, uh, usually like that is when the virus has got you. Mm. Um, but no, there's a, there's one kick. I think before the ear kick even, um, where I think I think he may have given Masawa a very minor concussion. Very minor, but... Early on, he hits a standing spin kick. Yeah. That's really nasty looking. And it, I think he, that might be the one that got his ear, actually. Yeah, because he rolls out to the ring, and like mm. um, the guys on the outside do genuinely look a little bit worried. And Masawa mm. spends a, a moment on his knees like, where am I? Mm. What they're both so good at in this match, and this is actually, I would say this, sometimes I say that Misawa sometimes, um, I'll stop saying sometimes, uh, his stoicism gets to the point that he looks emotionless, but there is plenty of emotion on his face at various points in this match. When he's in pain, he's in pain. When he's struggling to uh, win an exchange or, or control a hold or hit uh, <clears throat> one of his holds. Like, there's effort coming across his face when he's doing those things. No, there has to be. He's yeah. he, he's swimming in deep water early on. We yeah. haven't really seen... We've seen Masawa in peril in, like, the, the six-man tag matches, but there's always been the elements of there's been people to bail him out if need be. But this is the first time um, we've seen Masawa in his top-of-the-tree mode. Yeah, swimming in water this deep, he he's in trouble. Yeah, like Kawada has him early doors. Yeah, and, and at various points in the match, Kawada has him in serious, serious trouble. 
Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Again, like like a lot of the Japanese matches, they start off at a pace and then they go into sort of the slower map based part of the match. Whereas American mm. what matches you'll watch, they start with the map wrestling. They don't have that opening exchange of both guys or gals trying to assert their dominance and and almost try to win the match quick if they can. Yeah. Um. You know what I mean? Like, when, when Flair and Steamboat wrestle, they don't immediately go into a, a chopping... No, they feel each other chops. out. They go into headlocks and, and yeah. arm bars and everything. Same with, like, the Bret Hart-David Boy Smith match. That starts with headlocks and and all that. And that does come into this match, but it's, like, five minutes in after they've tried to hit and sometimes have hit kicks. Like, there's a really good bit at the start where um, Misawa throws, like, the whips... Kawada into the ropes, and Kawada holds onto the ropes when Misawa's got his elbow aim ready. Yeah. And then Misawa charges at him with a boot, and, and Misawa, uh, Kawada charges at him with a boot, and Misawa sidesteps him to just show that that's their, that's their go-to. Yeah. That's like their jab in a boxing match. Is That's their go, that's their trusty, reliable thing, is Misawa has his elbows, Kawada has his kicks. But they can mm. both do the opposite as well. Um... But, well, but, it's, when it, it, but when it gets into a kicking exchange, usually it's Kawada that comes out on top, and when yeah. it's in elbows and forearms, it's, it's Masawa. Yeah, it's more a case of I'd say it's not really like a jab fest. It's like both of them have swung like a right hook early doors, just to let them know that they're there. But if they connect, they'll work with it, kind of thing. But you know what I mean? Like a boxer will hit a number of jabs, but they'll they want that left hook. Yeah, it's the left hook that wins it for them. It's the combination. And, like, Masao must throw 20, 25 elbows in this match. And Kawada similarly hits a variety of kicks at various points. Yeah. Uh, throughout the match. That's what I mean by, like, that's their jab, you know? Right, okay, okay, okay. Um, I... You know what's interesting as well in this? One of the things that we love uh, in, in all Japan matches is the limb work and also the long-term psychology. And I remember reading this thing, and I keep forgetting to bring it up, because Kawada has his knee injury in this match. His knee's a problem, early doors. Mm. And, like, Misawa targets it with holds and everything. Kawada's had knee issues for years in All Japan story. Like, you see him in the in the Kabashi match, he's got issues with his knees. Yeah. Do you know where that stems to? Stems no, no. From That stems from the first Kawada match we saw, where him and Tenru took on... Uh, Hansen and Gordy, yeah, and they just took his knee out on the outside of the ring. Oh yeah, that one injury has been called back since then for like the next five years. Oh. that is the same bad knee that got messed up by, and that's what started it. Right, I see. That's so they how sort of... deep the 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 stories layers are in all Japan at this point. So they sort of like set their table early doors so if this guy does get big he's always got that chink in his armor pre pre-made basically the injury is there that's his that's his achilles heel at this yeah. point and it's not quite in his heel but it's close to it now, and beside like there's a beautiful like moment where he goes from a half crab to like two other like leg locks he's just like attacking the leg from all angles um and this is where like sort of the deep water swings in because um Kawada to get out of it, one of the ways he gets out of it is he hits that nasty elbow to the back of Misawa's head and Misawa just seems to fall. He doesn't like wrestling fall, he just falls. Mm. 
crumples like paper. Yeah, it's it's interesting how the, the their periods of dominance go, and it's always like I said, this is one of the things you see in all Japan: the, the importance of the big moves. Kawada's always going for that power bomb, and Masawa's always trying to stop him from hitting it. Yeah, that's what he's desperate to avoid. And I think and Masawa hits a power bomb first in this mm. match. Mm. As well, it's like oh, okay. Well, if you're clearly going for this, it like it's clearly good. So I'm going to give it a bash. Yeah, but it's like it's interesting you're saying about like him being the king of the. It's it's also like the lion. It's 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 almost like the the law of the jungle. Like he is the king of the pride, and yeah. and Toshikawa is Scar trying to knock him off his perch, and. Kawada even acts like a wounded animal when he gets when his knee gets hit. He is like suddenly there's like a, an element of fear to him, and he's trying to es- evade Masawa. Yeah, and like he's trying to stretch his his knee out, and Masawa just won't let up. And so, mm. like I said, I I I always refer to Kawada as a heel, and sometimes I wonder even if he was actually perceived as being the heel mm. in all Japan. I think it was more just because he was facing off against Masawa and Kabashi. Who seem to be so much like baby faces, and the fact that there is yeah. hatred between them. So if the two hate each other, then I guess you are support, supposed to take sides. But I guess in Kawada's arc, it could elicit quite a lot of sympathy because I guess people yeah. in life have ran into someone who was just perceived to be better, who who they came up for the same path, but just got the extra breaks in life or something like that. It, it, it could elicit a lot of sympathy. Well, you know, that's that's Shakespearean. That's, you know, that's Iago. That's Macbeth. That's... Mm. Uh, it's Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet. It's it's the person that's been wronged. Uh, it's, it's Walter White in Breaking Bad. It, it's mm. all these things, you know? Um, and uh, it's high praise, but this is... Pretty much as good as wrestling gets, almost at times. Yeah, definitely Meltzer's opinion until uh, a couple of years ago, really. Um, but yeah, just the back and forth are a lot. And, and by the twenty-minute point, there does seem to be points where the fans think that. And there's a moment. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, yeah, Kawada backing off, uh, regains control. Masao's blocking the uh, power bomb attempts. Um, there's a moment where, like, the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So Masawa gets... Masawa makes his comeback. He hits a tiger driver that gets two. That was yeah. one of his... So it's like... It's the, the tiered <coughs> finishers, like we've been talking about already, about how when, when Kabashi does eventually bring out his burning hammer, it will be for a very special occasion. Yeah. And so it's like, that's his standard finish, the tiger driver. It's not enough. He needs to go further. And so then he's looking for something. So it's like he's he's used all of his artillery and he has to find something else. So then he goes for a top rope shoulder block, a shoulder tackle on Kawada. And Kawada hits him with an enziguri in, mid, in mid-flight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the crowd, I feel like you sense that they sense that there's an opening. This is Kawada's moment. Like, it, maybe Misawa has nothing left to give and Kawada needs to take this opportunity now and um, win the match. But mm. what I love is that Misawa is still fighting back. Like I said, they're both wounded animals trying to just keep themselves alive during the periods where they're really in trouble. Um, and... there's, there's a moment that sort of um, crowns your point. Uh, just, I think just after this bit where um, Misawa goes for his spinning forearm again, but Kawada gets his hands up, blocks it, 
And then because purely because he's got to do something before Masawa tries anything again, just absolutely like throws his head square into like um, Masawa's repeatedly. He just absolutely yeah. like nuts yeah, that, him that's several a really good times. Exchange. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I have got a note of that. Like, yeah, uh, that, I have got a note of that. But this is before then. Ah, okay. But there are these different types of selling that they're doing in the match, and there's and and it's not just like when they get hurt, but also when they get a second wind. And that does yeah. happen in boxing matches. Someone who's had the crap kicked out of them, if they see an opening, suddenly they can they'll forget that they're in so much pain, and they just they have this moment to bring into their reserves of energy. And mm. it's like like I said, when when Kawada's hitting him with forearms, and then Misawa hits him back with one, and it surprises Kawada, and so he doesn't like sometimes Kawada just takes a flat back bump off of a for, of an elbow, but yeah. this one it's like. He didn't realize how much it hit until it hurt until after the fact, and it staggers him back. So that's one of the things with Kawada. He's just loads of people. A lot of people rate Kawada as like the best seller in in all of wrestling mm. because he does all these different types of ways that he's been hurt, and he's you know, and that's just something that rocks it. You know, again, boxing MMA, someone just a delayed reaction. Like uh, I was watching one the other day where someone hit like a spin kick to the stomach. And a second later, after being hit, the guy realizes and just sort of crumples. Yeah, Kawada does that in that moment as well. But yeah, the strike exchanges are intense, and also what's intense about them is they're unpredictable. You don't know where they're going to go. Like you say, you think it's going to be an exchange of forearms, and then suddenly, like you say, Kawada's unloading with headbutts that sends Misawa into the corner, and then he starts kicking at him. And Masawa clearly just kind of gets pissed off and stands up and starts hitting back. So you never quite know who's going to win either of these exchanges and and what it is that's actually going to take put the guy down. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it it. It's just like a desperation, like a viciousness, and that like a, a nastiness. Just, just both both of them are just like throwing absolutely everything. They have to do this. They have to survive. Yeah. And it's just finding what's that big move that's going to finally put this guy away. Is it Kawada's dangerous backdrop followed by a powerbomb? And again, mm. this is where now the head bumps, the neck bumps, the shoulder bumps are really starting to come in. The released German suplexes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, um, I've got like a tiger suplex. I think this is the bit where I got confused Uh in the point I was making earlier, is I've got Masawa hitting a German, which was pretty nasty, and then he straight away follows it up with a Tiger suplex, and Kawada lands square on his head on that mm. that one. And we've still got quite a bit, a fair bit of match left, and this yeah, is before yeah. Kawada's then using his head as a weapon. Mm. But yeah, they're hitting each other with power bombs, German suplexes. At one point, Masawa rolls to the outside uh, because he's in trouble. Uh, oh yeah, that's it. Um, Masawa gets into the ropes to try and evade Kawada, but Kawada drags him into the middle of the ring and gets him in his trademark finishing uh, submission hole, which is the stretch plum. Yeah. And then Masawa struggles and gets to the other end of the ring on the other ropes. And again, Kawada drags him back in and puts him in the stretch plum. So there's all these different ways that the match could end because these guys have known multiple finishing moves and you don't know whether it's going to take... And maybe there is going to be that murder-death-kill move that will make its debut in this match, you know? Mm. Like, Misawa has a thing called a Tiger Driver 91 because that was his version of it that came, that he showed 
in that came out in 1991. You know, and that's where it's more of a vertical pile driver drop. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it's it's, it's interesting how they do their strike exchanges. Um. Duh, 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 duh. Misawa trying to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. At one point, it feels like Masawa's trying to chop down a redwood tree. Yeah. That's what Kawada is, and it's like these little ones that are going to set up the final big timber, knock it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially with his, like, forearms towards the end. Like, he yeah. knows he's not had... He knows he hasn't... He's got to soften him. Yeah. He knows when he was fresh and hit a forearm, that didn't do it. And like, now he's more tired and still hitting forearms, but he knows they are... Even though they're taking it out of him throwing them, Kawada receiving them is having just as much like taken out of him as well, if that makes sense. So at one point towards the end of the match, uh, Kawada hits one of his rolling kicks, his kopo kicks that Liger yeah. uses as well, that sends Misawa to the outside. And it's like both men, essentially, that's like their round break or something. They both just have to take a moment. themselves... Masawa just sort of sits on the outside and he takes a count and, and Kawada's not happy to, but feels like he, you know, he probably has nothing in him to not just stay there and wait for him to come back in. And yeah. they lock eyes with each other. Like, uh, that's a great, just telling so much in, in that moment of how far they've gone and they have to will themselves to do it one last time. You know, there's that sense of this can't go on much longer. You definitely don't think this is going to go the 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that is like towards the end, like some and that's the... where we get into that point you were saying where where Kawada just starts hitting him with headbutts. That's what happens in that exchange. Yeah, and then he comes back with like some really gnarly head kicks. Um, yeah. Like those those are the ones where I'm starting to get a little bit uncomfortable because Masawa's hands are not up when he's in the corner. Yeah, and Kawada is just pure connecting with him like a speed bag. But instead, that's where you get into like. I guess you'd call it no-selling, where it's just Misawa's had enough and he gets back up on his feet and starts just leathering him with elbows. The second, um, the first spin, that's the first spinning forearm um, when he comes back out that he hits is the one where I think I referred to earlier, Kawada just falls like dead weight because he falls yeah. forward sort of into Misawa's leg, nothing it's else. Like it's like a more realistic version of a flare flop. Yeah, kind of, but in slower motion. Yeah, there's this great bit where, where Misawa just goes with a series of elbows and uppercuts. Uh, like, mm. uh, elbows and forearm uppercuts, and he's just in alternating one to the other, then follows it up with a rolling, spinning elbow. Then he goes for the leg kicks, uh, he blocks a kopo kick from Kawada, hits another elbow, then he hits him with that 91 Tiger Driver. Oh, God, it's... The, yeah. I, I honestly thought, like, when he hit that move, I'm like, oh, God, Kawada could end up in a wheelchair. Unfortunately, that was the three counts. Yeah. But All what I say, I... Simon, is two words. I don't know if this is... I'm going to assume this is in a five-star match. When you see it, you'll know what it is. I would recommend you don't look it up until then, but just remember these two words. Ganso bomb. That's what Ganso I'm bomb. Ganso right, okay. bomb. This... It's it after the after obviously the uh, free count the fact that it takes so long for Kawada and has to be helped to his feet mm. that, that really accentuates the fact that Misawa's had to deep dig deeper into his bag of tricks to get this job done. Yeah. 
you know, it's um, there's nothing else I can really say about this match apart from. There is one thing you can say, Simon. <laughs> nice segue. Would you give it five stars. I would give it five stars. Would you give it six stars? No, because I fundamentally disagree with that as a concept. I can understand why Meltzer felt he needs to give this six stars because he just was basically saying there's not been a better wrestling match ever mm. until this match. And I can understand why someone would say this is the greatest wrestling match of all time, especially in that moment in 1994. Um, I'll have to save it. But I think I, I, I need to reappraise what I what I'm looking for in wrestling as to whether this would dethrone Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat in my list. Okay. And I guess you'll have to for yours. Yeah. When we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, my there's there, there's a conversation internally that we have to have with ourselves before and as and next list certainly because this was brilliant it's a five-star match yeah it's it, it... if someone says this is the greatest match of all time i've no problem with them saying that yeah I, I could see why that conclusion could be reached it's it's just brilliant i can't, I can't... like this this is exactly why i wanted to do this to see stuff i hadn't seen before and I'm so glad I've seen this because mm. I wouldn't. If, if your expectations must have been high going into it, and were they met? Is it they... possible you saw the best match you've ever seen in your life? Possible. <sighs> it's quite possible. Mm. Um, my expectations were very high. Were incredibly high. If if you'd have given me like these names at the start, I'd been oh, I've heard of Miss Sour. You know, well, that's an I, interesting thought. Like, if we showed, if you showed this to a friend who hadn't been going on this journey like you have and hasn't seen Misawa and Kawada team up and then face each other in tag matches, yeah, and not know the basis of the story of Misawa's never been Kawada's never beaten Misawa in a singles match, mm. you know, all that sort of stuff. Do you think they would still? Do you think that someone who's only ever watched like WWE wrestling coming into this cold would? possibly think it's the greatest wrestling match they've ever seen obviously it depends on the individual i know but like are there friends of yours that watch wrestling that haven't watched japanese wrestling what sort of reaction do you think they would have i'd like to think uh they would see this for what what i think it is but because japanese wrestling especially in at this stage of japanese wrestling is so very different from what wwe was doing not they don't don't have like kevin kelly commentary or anything like that. yeah yeah um they have to go by some guys who are losing their minds for pretty much the whole match as well as the fans yeah commentators are as well screams tiger driver he Mm. screams it when uh, no it's when he hits the tiger suplex uh he commentator screams it screams it like his kids being murdered (laughs) Uh, in a callback to no, no, not go down that path again. Um, oh God, I'm gonna have to cut that bit out. <laughs> I'll give you, give me a sec. Then. To answer your question, I, I do, I, I hope my friends are open-minded. 
um, in that sense. But can you try and do it? I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to get that. See if you can convince someone to watch that match. Yeah, uh, everyone should. Um, and to be honest, like when when people ask me, "Oh, how is this going?" is like the, this and the six man tag match, which I adored. Mm. Are two matches I would say to all those of you who think wrestling in the early nineties was naff. You were watching the wrong federations in the early nineties. But are they, are they a good starting point for someone? It's like, you know, it's like if 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 my say say in ten years time, my niece comes up to me and says she wants to get into movies outside of like the Disney stuff that she's always watched. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily immediately say, well, you're going to sit down and watch the Godfather. <laughs> or, you know, you've got to ease them into it. So it would be something like, um, I don't know, maybe, a, maybe a Miyazaki film mm. or, um, uh, I don't know, <laughs> something like, um, maybe the 400 blows if they want to try French films out. They're, they're interested in a, in a films with subtitles. They're not against watching them. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, is, and if they want to see a lovable as, film as, with as... Tang, they could, uh, you could introduce <laughs> yes, them to you could check it. You could do that. Um, <laughs> if you, do you get what I'm coming from? Like as much as you love that six man tag or this match, yeah. You know, Sit down, you're going to watch a 52-minute six-man tag team match. Or sit down, you're going to watch a 40-minute match with Japanese commentary, and I'm not going to tell you the backstory. Mm. (laughs) Is it the best way to get them started, you know? I get your point, especially with the backstory, uh, with the singles one. Um, Six-man tag, because it's a sort of... (sighs) But it's very long. It's very long, but it... Because because you've got the variety, variety is the spice of life. You can keep people infused, I guess. And the Whereas, pace is fast enough. Though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that would be a better. Although they do keep up a great pace in this match as well. They do. Yeah, no one's like besmirching in that. But when you've got more, when when you've got substitutions, you know, you can be fresher. It's just fact, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll cross that bridge again when we come to it. Maybe in the mailbag episodes or something like that, because people might want to get in touch with us and tell us why the six star rating is a good thing, and and or maybe that this is a a mere three and a quarter encounter, and people have wildly overrated it over the years. And if they want to do that to you, Simon, how can they do it? Uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm sending a Simon Cross free, because if you give this just three stars, then you're clearly insane. My name's Lorcan Mullen, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for the Amazing Red, N for the Super Ninja. That's my email address, if you put an gmail.com at the end of it. That's my Facebook account, Twitter handle, Instagram, Letterboxd, all those sorts of things. If you want to get in touch with the show, please do. This is obviously not the last time we're going to discuss elements of wrestling that involve with this match as a main or an important reference point so we'd love to get your opinions on it as well please let us know at lmtyspod at gmail.com maybe you've never watched japanese wrestling and you want to just go dive straight in and you know it's like you've never read a novel in your life and you're going to start off with infinite jest or something just like don't that. watch the uwf whatever you do <laughs> or maybe do if you're into maybe that do. It gives you a sense of perspective that one's short um but until then we've got another match on our hands. Well, actually, we've got a match that we haven't been able to watch because it's not available, which is Jushin Liger against the great Sasuke, Simon's 
favourite man in all of wrestling. So we might move on to a different match after that. Um, and if we do, then the match after that is Bret Hart taking on his brother Owen Hart in the second ever WWE match that Dave Meltzer gave five stars. You wait ages for one and then two come almost immediately after one another. And it's SummerSlam 1994. It's a steel cage match and it's for the WWF Championship. But until then, my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you so much for letting us tell you something. Have a six star time until the next time.